Hey, it's the Home Medic. You're listening to the series on addicts. Welcome to the Home Medic, where we help you keep your money in your wallet and your family out of the hospital. I'm Garth Haslam, the Home Medic. To help me do that, we've got Heidi Hansen here. Good morning, Garth. It's good to be with you. Most of us have insulation in our attics. Yeah, hopefully everybody does. I have done a couple of inspections where there was no insulation at all in the attics of these homes. Whoa. Generally, these homes were built in like the 1920s, and they didn't put it in when the home was new. And then apparently it was off of the homeowner's radar for... 100 years since then. They probably had no idea. Just thinking the home was old, they probably figured that's why it had no insulation. Well, they probably weren't even aware that there was an attic and or that there should be any insulation in there. So it made it very easy to inspect the knob and tube wiring that was up in their attic. Right. You were probably grateful. Yeah, that was good for me. There's a number of items that I would like you, the listener, to understand about that insulation. You know, generally it's one of those out of sight, out of mind sort of things. But this is like so many other categories that we talk about. If you totally ignore it, it will be at great cost mm-hmm. to you. Insulation types. Depending on how old your home is, if your home was built pre-1980, decent chance that you could have had uh, maybe a vermiculite mm, in right. there. And the vermiculite... That's a little bumpy stuff, isn't it? That looks like little balls of... Yeah, little, little pea balls. Mm-hmm. And... If you've got that in there, there's a good chance that might have asbestos in there. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Uh, If you do the research, it turns into about 85% of that stuff does have asbestos. So if you go stomping around inside an attic that has a bunch of vermiculite in there, right? uh, not good. You're going to get that stuff disturbed, which is exactly what EPA says don't do. And then the stuff goes into the air in the attic. You're stomping around up there. You're getting asbestos fibers into your lungs. So if you've already got it, do you just leave it there and put something else over it? Is that the best solution? The best solution of assuming that money is not an object is to suck that stuff out and put new stuff in. Okay. And depending on how often a person gets up into there, it is possible to add additional stuff. I like to follow EPA's guideline, which is they basically say, as relates to asbestos, that if you can make sure it remains undisturbed, it's not a problem. Right. Moving forward in time considerably, the stuff that is most often used now is called BIBS. That's short for blown-in batting system. Uh, That's, of course, a blown-in system that they can get very consistent. It covers the joists. And it's going to be the best sort of system if your home is being done now. Is that the stuff that looks like newspaper, just shredded newspaper? Uh, No, Uh, that would be the cellulose, and that's not bad stuff either. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be the last person to tell you that cellulose is lesser than than the bibs. Either one is good. Matter of fact, if you want to get points for being green, you might want to actually go with the cellulose. Okay. Because, recycled. Because it's recycled. <laughs> so uh, the other one is you've got the fiberglass rolls. Now, when I was growing up, those rolls were pretty much the standard yes. for, for the homes back in 
1,802. <laughs> what are they using now? I thought that still was the standard. No, it's, it's really not. Those rolls, of course, do not insulate the joists themselves. Okay. And they only insulate between them. So you're going to want to go with the blown-in system. Oh, okay. And that would be either cellulose or the bib. (laughs) Something else I would have you be aware of. Let's say that you're considering going up into your attic and just taking a look around to see if you got snakes up there. I do have a friend that had snakes. (laughs) (laughs) Or remodeling. Sometimes we go take out a look up there for remodeling. True. If, If you do happen to go up in there, use some breathing protection. And ideally, you're going to use one of those $50 masks that come from a place like Home Depot or maybe even Granger, because if you just go with one of the $2 painter's masks, I mean... The little tin, thin white ones, they're not as effective, are they? Yeah, they are, they are not meant for that. They're meant for dust, and they're more than nothing, but they're much less than you probably need, especially if you've got heavy allergens. Imagine 50 years' worth of allergens wafting in and Mm. settling in the attic and the next thing you know those things are laying on the insulation in a quarter inch thick layer yeah and now you're stepping through the attic and you're reintroducing all those allergens back into the air and there you are breathing it wow i hadn't thought of that ever yeah hard experience as a home inspector i get up into there and sometimes i i get back out and i'm suffering for a couple of days a histamine attack or something type. Yes. As you're looking up there, and I want to warn you about uh, getting up there, do so carefully because there's not a floor in the attic. Right. No, we don't want anybody falling through the ceiling when landing in the kitchen stove. I don't need any anybody listening like to this. like the little lead riding hood and the wolf coming down the chimney landing in the pot of hot soup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't need anybody landing in the pot of hot soup. Yeah, I don't need you to fall through. As a matter of fact, even I even have a story of my own about that, but we'll get into that in another segment. I want you to just be careful as you're going up there. Uh, stomping on the insulation is kind of a something that you're going to have to do, especially if your attic insulation is deeper. You've still got to stand on the attic rafters, and some of those will have, well, hopefully they'll have insulation covering those. Mm-hmm. But it's, I mean, you got to step somewhere, so make sure that you step there. And, and as you get back out, especially if you got to work in there, you just want to make sure that it's even as possible. Well, I know when we did a remodel, we had some recessed lights being put in, and the guy working up there obviously couldn't avoid it too much. But when he got done, he had trampled down quite a bit of the insulation, and he actually was courteous enough to mention that to me and said, you know, I couldn't avoid it, but I had to, to step on quite a bit of that in- insulation, so you might want to consider adding a little bit more. Well, at least he told you. He did. I, that was really respectable of him. Some of the older homes I also see where you can, you can tell there's been a lot of people up in the attic. Sometimes that was because they were putting in those rabbit ears antennas. Right. <laughs> or sometimes they're doing more recently maybe some cable wiring up through the attic, that sort of thing. Sometimes when the uh, attic insulation has been cleared in areas, it's because you've got a raccoon up there. <laughs> Lots of problems from that. (laughs) Yeah, one of my favorites was when I popped my head up into an attic and there was a a few square feet that had been completely cleared and then just a feather in the middle. Some raccoon had captured a a bird (laughs) and had a meal. Wow. I'm sure he enjoyed it right next to my (laughs) attic hatch. 
So then the question becomes, how did the raccoon get in? And then I had a buyer that, that needed that question answered. They are cunning. Wow. Definitely. Another thing that I would have you be aware of, and definitely to look for as you pop your own head into your own attic, is that if you've got mice, and most of us do, at least a mouse history, you could have basically what was originally a good insulation layer turn into Swiss cheese. Ooh, okay. So maybe you started in the 1970s with maybe an R13 of maybe a roll, and maybe they, they added a little bit of blowing in insulation, got up to maybe an R40. You want to have at least 12 inches of insulation up there. Okay. But if the mice have turned that 12 inches of, of consistent insulation into 12 inches of Swiss cheese... It's not as effective. Not as effective. The holes are going to be a direct pathway for the heat to escape, which is exactly what you don't want to have happen. Well, and this is a teeny bit off the subject, but if you do see signs of the mice, do you need to tear that out? Is it contaminated, you know, most likely? Well, it is contaminated. Um, Does it matter being up there in the roof? Can we just let that go if we need to, or what do you think? I I think I'm going to put that in the same category as asbestos. And it depends on the extent. Sometimes there was one attic that I got into where the attic hatch itself was a quarter inch deep in mouse feces. Ooh. And that stuff was kind of falling on me like rain and dust as I opened up the hatch. And at that point, you know, I realized I needed to not only wash my hands, but I needed a shower and I probably needed to do more than that. Right. Um, If you got that extent of contamination, yeah, the first thing, of course, is to eliminate the root cause. Exactly. And then get that stuff out. If you've got minor pathways, and you can see mice because they'll do these little one-inch hallways across the top of the insulation, or they'll do these little one-inch burrows that you can see here and there. Mm. And if, depending on how bad it is, yeah, maybe you do need to actually get it out. So in that sense, you know those people that come and do the air duct cleaning with the big vacuums? Would mm-hmm. that possibly be the best way to get that taken care of? Would they handle something like that? Or who would, who would help you with that? That is definitely a specialty. I had somebody call me to do that once because they couldn't find anybody else oh. to do that sort of thing. So there's a business idea for you. There's a business idea. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> yeah, the reason why really nobody does that is because nobody's really aware of what's going on in their attic. Nobody's looking, so there's not a lot of market demand. I see. But there should be. Right. So I'd, I'd like you to just take a peek in there. Be safe. If, uh, if you're not comfortable getting into that attic, don't do it. And by all means, don't step on any crossbars between attic rafters because those are not sturdy. The rules for being in the attic are very much like the rules for being on a ladder. You need what is called three points of contact, meaning that you've got four limbs. Three of those need to be in contact with some structural member of the attic at all times. Okay, that'll wrap it up for this particular segment. You are now master of your mansion, even if your mansion is just a teepee in the uh, forest. If you need more information, you can always go to my website, homemedicusa.com. That's homemedicusa.com. If you need a pro, if you need somebody who I would recommend and be proud to recommend to you, please give me a try. If you need just anybody, try Google. And finally, be you. Everybody else, gather tickets.